following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as uh, people try to understand really God's heart on finding their own purpose in life, finding their way, what, what is meant for me to, uh, to do in my life, and uh, are, are there things that uh, maybe we can believe about ourselves or about about that process that, that we believe that are true, but are, are really um, not true about uh, about finding our purpose. Hmm. Well, you know, when you talk about the false versus the true, mm-hmm. uh, or believing a lie, some people will say you really are believing a lie. Um, I, I just thought of something, uh, Hitler during World War II, uh, he wrote in Mein Kampf uh, this very significant book that he wrote, he authored, uh, saying, uh, they more readily fall victims to the big lie than the small lie, since they themselves often tell small lies in little matters but would be ashamed to resort to large-scale falsehoods. In other words, for Hitler, the end was always justified, um, justifying the means. Um, you know, it's basically saying it, it's not, it, uh, it is not right that matters, but victory. But that's not true. That's not true at all. Um, and, but my point is, okay, for purpose in life, uh, what would be a lie? Well, consider this statement. The mistakes of my past have destroyed my chance for a meaningful and purposeful life or to live a, a Christian life. Uh, no, that's not true at all. There can be a conviction, a conviction that we are wrong, and by the way, this is part of the Holy Spirit's job is to convict us, to convict the world of sin. Uh, and, and so we need to be convicted of sin that ultimately leads to repentance, to repentance and uh, forgiveness and a purposeful Christ-centered life, whereas condemnation, now that's different, not conviction, but condemnation smothers that sense of living purposefully, being purposeful about our lives. It sabotages our walk with Christ. So when you become a Christian, God forgives all your sins, past present and future. He erases your past and sees you sees you as righteous and your life is full of new meaning and new purpose. Uh, specifically, I don't know of a better scripture that says this. This is Second uh, Corinthians 5:17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Uh, Again, when we are adopted into the family of Christ, 
It, it makes all the difference in the world, and we yield our will to his will. Well, anyway, here, here's a, another lie that people can believe. The purpose for my life is now gone, That now that my my spouse is gone, or the dearest person in my life is gone. I have no sense of fulfillment. Well, the truth is, every true Christian is what the Bible I'm going to quote scripture. We are complete in Christ. Uh, and and um, our lives are purposefully being conformed to the character of Christ. Whether a person is married or single, that, that status is irrelevant. Um, the Bible actually says in Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10, in Christ, in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. So, I think many people uh, just think they lose their whole purpose in life uh, when they make a major mistake. No. Um, that purpose, by God's design, still stands. Consider this lie. My life has drastically changed to the point that I no longer have purpose. What will I do now? What should I do now? Well, the truth is, when God brings a major change in your life, He also provides you with a new purpose. In fact, I love this scripture. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And this is in Isaiah 43, verse 18. It goes on in, in verse 19. But I, I just want to repeat this first part. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Thank God that we are given not just a second chance, but sometimes a third. There are all kinds of new things that God wants to introduce in your life. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies, on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you address what's going on in your life. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to uh, recommend some resources for you that would help you the most, and uh, they'll help you to get those into your hands and order them for you and uh, send them on their way. Let me recommend to you our 31-day devotional. It's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Actually, each night's caller gets a copy of this, and we love to share this with people because it answers the question, you know, how well do you know your true identity as a child of Christ? Here you can discover the great riches of your identity in the 31 devotions in this book and experience exciting transformation that comes from seeing yourself through God's eyes. Again, that devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and you can order that for yourself or others at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also find many resources at our website, hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find the new updated Keys for Living with uh, topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, marriage, uh, parenting, and so many more topics, and uh, new topics being added in that store monthly. Also, we have our Lifeline to Hope online training that has helped so many churches to get an idea of uh, just a growing a care ministry in their church. Also, June's many biblical resources. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome Juanita. Hello, Juanita. Welcome to Hope. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. How can we help you? Um, well, um, one of the things that I'm really struggling with is... Um, I have struggled with depression off and on for 20 years. I'm 46 years old now, and um, I've been off and on medicine. I'm never able to stay on anything. Mm-hmm. The medicine. Um, I have been in a really terrible job for the past four years that I have not been able to get out of, and I've also my biggest thing that I'm having a struggle with is. I don't want to be married anymore. Um, mm. I feel like I made a wrong decision. Um, when I got married, uh, a lot of the effects of being depressed and then not being depressed and 
trying to hear God, um, but I, I just feel like I've um, missed His voice. And um, while I want to do what God wants, I, I feel like I'm not going to improve my mental health if if I don't get out either temporarily or permanently of the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a conflict for me because I. I don't want to feel this way the rest of my life, but I don't. I don't want to just obey God either. Mm-hmm. And so you've been married how many years? Eight years. Eight years. And had he been married before? No, neither one of us had been married uh, before. Okay. We don't have any kids. We haven't been able to have children. Okay. And what does he want? Well, he knew when we, we dated for four years, and um, he knew because I would break up with him a lot while we dated and just told him I wasn't sure. And I just felt like it was going to be easier for me to not get married because of the struggles. Um, and he hung in there with me. He, he wanted to keep trying to make things work. And... Um, we had been dating about eight months when my mama died, and um, I felt, I just, I know that I've had codependent issues. Both my parents were gone, and mm-hmm. when when my mama died, I, it's not that he's a bad man at all, but I just, to me, I was not strong enough to say, you know, I love you, I've enjoyed our time together, but I don't want to marry you. And so I thought once I got married, something would kick in and I would just be obedient to God and, and be the wife that he wants me to be. And, it, and I haven't. It's, I've mm-hmm. been, I don't feel like I'm a good wife. I've not cheated on him or anything, but I, I have made some unwise decisions with trying to dull the pain of depression and have been on sleeping pills before and been caught in webs of lies that he's dealt with. And so he knows that I've not been happy, but he knows that I'm I'm trying to make something work, too. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, from the, even from the beginning, you know, after we got married, I told him that I felt like I didn't know if that was the right thing to do. And I was very emotionally in pain after my mama died and I just, I have, it's very hard for me to say no. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I I just feel dead inside. I've, I have had a depressive episode for two years now. Um, and I, the verse that I just feel like has defined my life has been the hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I just yes. feel like so many things are making me sick. Mm hmm. And you're saying that he's not a bad guy. It's not that he's imposed things on you, but it's just where you feel you are. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. And I I mean, I feel like we've, I felt like I was going to go into Christian ministry and really do something with my husband. And I mean, he, he is a good Christian man, but, you know, he's into 
the video games, and we have the dog, this dog in our house that I can't stand. She's mm. about driven me crazy, and you know he just loves her, and I I don't want to be around her, and it just causes so much. I just feel like we are worlds apart in our goals. So I I don't. It's not that he has been unfaithful to me or abusive or anything like that. I just. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And you said that you struggled with depression for 20 years. Yeah. So that's most of your adult life, but are you but when you said 20, are you saying literally 20? In other words, did something happen when you were approximately 25, 26 years old? Mm, well, it's I guess it's been a little bit I think when I um, I have had a really unstable work history, I went to uh, college and I moved back home with my parents for a few years afterwards, and then um, I went to school to be a teacher and I, I taught for three years and I just couldn't handle the stress. And I've, I've probably had twenty three jobs and since I've in my adult life. I mean, it just. Mm-hmm. I've been very unstable, and I just feel like I've been, um, I don't know if I was too dependent on my parents or emotionally. Um, nothing really happened, but I do have family history of, like, my my mom. My mama, she had uh, bipolar disorder really bad. She was in and out of the hospital a lot, and my daddy... Um, he took his life, um, and you know I, I know that there's been family history there, but I, I just feel like I, um, I have not been able to handle stress and feel like I've been a functioning adult for a long time, mm-hmm. just barely just surviving. So you said your mother had bipolar. And um, died before the two of you married. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that could have been, you're thinking, a part of of, uh, the impetus for you to go on and marry him, even though you had not uh, been, you'd been concerned that you broke off with him a number of times. Now, did I hear you correctly that you said your father did? Commit suicide? Yes, he did. Oh, I'm so sorry. What what Thank pain? You. How how long ago was that? Um, that was in two thousand four. <laughs> and he he was a um very good Christian man. He was a good father. Um he just got really overwhelmed with um some things had bottomed out with with this business, and I'm not really sure what happened. I was working for him at the time, but uh, it scares me when I think mm. about what might could happen to me sometimes because he was a very very strong person, and um, just just the overwhelming things of life and the fear and things. Because it wasn't. I mean, I think he had low-level depression and anxiety, but he he was not like somebody who 
have been in and out of the hospital or anything. It, it was a mm-hmm. big shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he had been on some medication that the doctors were trying him on and um, may have been very, very sensitive, like myself. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously going then to the psychiatrist who would be able to uh, prescribe medication mm-hmm. for the depression. He was on, and they were trying to find something that would work. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Okay. And then, so it's possible you're saying, and I'm, I'm interpreting that you're saying that it could be that there was a medication, and, and by the way, I hate to say it, but this is not the first time I've heard something like this, meaning every once in a while there'll be something where you give something for the depression to, to help a person not feel hopeless, and then that is actually um, a contributor. Mm-hmm. It, the, the medication could be a contributor uh, for him committing suicide. Am I correct about your your thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah. And you said it was a shock that people were not expecting this at all. Is that right? Or did some no, know they, that they, I was worried about him just because I, I saw him shutting down and I was afraid he might have a heart attack or a stroke. And I have seen myself shut down you know, just mm-hmm. stay in bed for days at a time, and I I worry about that myself. Um, but it it was still a shock to most people, um, just not being able to accept life the way it was, and not being able to see a way out. And that's that's how I feel. I identify with that a lot. And where he may have. Um, just taking a toll on them, plus the medication, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Mm. And was this, did you feel that it could have been also work-related? It sounded like there was a lot of stress or Very there was much, something. Yeah, a lot of financial worries about if he was going to lose his business. Mm. Mm. Did you have a close relationship with him or not? I did, really? yeah. It sounded we like so you did. Mm. And I had Were prayed you? for him a lot to, to for that not to happen, um, yes. and talk to him about it. Wow, uh, I'm I'm going to ask a question which would be logical. Do you ever have any guilt feelings uh, about him committing suicide? Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. 
Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. I'm going to recommend one of our keys for living called Purpose in Life, pinpointing your priorities. That's Purpose in Life. And customer support would be glad to get that ordered for you, get it on its way to you, and uh, we'd like to uh, help you with that or any other resource that might help you the most. The number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we look forward to your call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and just have a conversation about what you, uh, what, what kind of insight you would like into to your situation and uh, what um, what kinds of questions you might have as you talk with June. We'd like to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number is 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Now, maybe you have a question for June, and it's not something that uh, you feel like it's maybe not a big enough question, or you feel like you're not ready to be on the program live with us. We have an option for you. Just send an email to June at hopefortheheart.org. We'll cover it on a future program. Now let's get back to our conversation with Juanita. Well, Juanita, the reason I posed that question, and I didn't mean for it to be a cliffhanger. Uh, I, I just wondered, uh, when you said that your dad committed suicide, um, that was in 2004, what, what I'm hearing is that you loved him. Uh, that you, you, you had a, a really close relationship with him. And he was a, you said he was a good Christian. And Yet, uh, you were worried about him. Uh, you said, you know, there were financial stress, strains, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the thought of not seeing a way out. Um, there are times when people give up, and, and you know, the, the, the scripture you quoted 
hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's actually quite a significant verse. Uh, I think the the part two of that is a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I wanted to know, because this is so often the case, it may not be true with you, did you have feelings of guilt? If I had only done this, if I had called, if I had only talked to, you know, did so did you have any struggle with guilt? I did some just because I was with him every day. I was uh, working in his book, as his bookkeeper at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just I did so many things that I was hoping would work. And so it, it wasn't like, you know, I, I didn't do anything, but um, mm-hmm. I think it was more of the guilt of, um, I don't know, maybe if I had been a better daughter or somehow um, he would have stuck around, but, but then I know that's not how that works. That's not how people think when they're in that state of mind. Um, mm-hmm. But just um, I feel like I've, it comes and goes. I mean, it it doesn't plague my life or anything, but I, I know I, I have at times felt um, guilt mm-hmm. or wish I could have done more or known. But I, well, I don't know yeah. what I've done differently. I, I really don't know. If, mm-hmm. I, if I had to do it over again, I don't know what I could have done. Because it sounds as though you did reach out, that you... Mm-hmm did express love that you mm-hmm. did care I mean that and it, and it matters uh, some people know that the people around them literally don't care but I don't hear that with you at all I, that mm-hmm. that's not who you are um, I, I think the issue is uh, when if if and when you have any battle with guilt or thoughts um, of of if I you know it's like if I had just done this um, one from a spiritual standpoint I'm just going to say uh, his death did not catch God by surprise because mm-hmm. the Bible says all the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. And so God knows the day, and he will give us the grace to go on living, and we can have meaning and purpose in our lives. But I think you know that your dad would never want you to feel guilt, would he? No. It was an individual decision he made, and what happens is when people are struggling with depression, their hearts are pressed down emotionally, and often they'll think things like, well, the family would be better 
if I weren't here. That the family wouldn't worry about me. The fam, you know, many times it's thinking about loved ones, and well, I don't want to be a burden to my family, and you know, I don't want to be a hard. Uh, and, and and it's based on so many times the circumstances, but also the emotions, and I I just want to encourage you in this way um, if you think about what your dad would want for for you personally as you said correctly he would not want you to be blaming yourself he wouldn't want you to feel guilt because this was an individual decision that he made and if you think about what would he want? He would want you to live in a way that would actually honor his uh, name because you are his daughter. And he he would want what's best for you. Is that not true? Yeah. So I feel like I, uh, I just... I don't know, in the past year or two, I feel like I can relate to why he did what he did as much as I don't want to feel like I can relate to that because mm-hmm. there's times, and especially right now, I don't feel like there's a way out, and I don't feel like, you know, how are things ever going to get better? And mm-hmm. so I, it's like it's given me more compassion for him because I, I, I feel like I can understand why he did mm-hmm. what he did when when mm-hmm. you don't feel like there's a way out without there's always every way you look at a problem there's there's going to be pain from decisions you make there are challenges there's no question there are t- times when we don't see a way out and that's legitimate to say i don't see a way out now what we don't see on our side, on the earthly side, we can't see what God has planned. We can't see solutions that God knows. And uh, and I say that because I have uh, I have sung at many funerals where people have committed suicide. I've talked with many, many people who, what I say is people who are suicidal, they they don't say, oh, I want to commit suicide. No, it's, I just want the pain to stop. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, And, and that gives me great compassion for you, uh, great compassion, uh, I remember, let's see, well, I was a new driver, however, I guess 16 years old, and I I lived in a very dysfunctional, painful family, and I I thought, nothing will change. There's no way my father would change. And, And I remember I was the first car on Mockingbird Lane, just ready to take a ride onto Central Expressway. 
but I thought, but I'm the first car. I could just press the the pedal and and, and go over the overpass onto the traffic beneath, and I could die. I mean, I mean, I, I just thought, this is it. I could do this, and I and I I, I kept saying. Press down, press down, press down. And of course, nobody else knew what was going on, and I was not verbal about anything. And the only thing, all of a sudden, I thought, oh no, what would happen if I wasn't successful and I was maimed? Then I would be a burden. I thought, I, I can't risk that. What, what if I'm maimed? I don't want to be a burden to my mother. You know, so I'm just giving you my thought process. But mm-hmm. I can understand saying, I, 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 I can't see any change. And, you know, so, so it, you're right. You know, it really does at times seem logical from our standpoint. Yet, um, that's not the only standpoint that matters and uh, by the way I so appreciate you communicating this to me um, what the the struggle is it's yes there's depression but the concept of, of suicide it looks like it's a solution now there is a finality about it but um at times we don't see what God later has planned. And I know that you can hear that. I know you can say, yeah, well, I've thought about that. You probably have. But you haven't seen the change. You haven't, mm-hmm. you know, cause because you said you've had this depression for 20 years. And I think there are several things to look at. I, I would like to understand you for you to be in a job for that you said it's a terrible uh, and, and I wrote that down a terrible job in other words how you feel when you're at work uh, four years um, I, I, I'm, and yet I know you said you've had 23 jobs different jobs um, would you, would you explain that? I want to know, what is it, not, not, number one, how, why you're feeling this way, but I also want to find out, is there a job that you wanted to have that you have not yet experienced? If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. 
At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you. If you have questions or concerns about our topics tonight or uh, in any uh, any number of topics, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the appropriate resources. Our key is for living called Purpose in Life, pinpointing your priorities is what we're uh, recommending for you tonight. And you can take a look at that as uh, customer support can help you get that or whatever resource is going to help you in your situation. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to email them, it's more convenient for you to do that. Just uh, go to uh, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Send them a message there, and you can ask any questions regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. We'd like to help you get uh, get those in your hands. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. They'll look forward to hearing from you. Let's return to our conversation tonight with Juanita. Well, my friend, um, I'm hurting for you because I know this is not where you want to be in life. And yet, you know, here I'm hearing that you just have a terrible job. You you don't like it. I, I just wanted to understand that. I know you did say that you actually had one time thought that maybe your husband and you would be in Christian ministry together. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I had hoped that who I married maybe would want to be in ministry together. Oh, the hope that, okay, that that could be that, the husband you would marry. So it wasn't this husband, right? That right. I, I guess I just thought, when I, I waited a long time to get married, that I thought if I ever get married, I'll Hopefully, it will be someone who wants to be in ministry. And what kind of ministry would you have wanted to have had with him? Mm. Well, I don't know. I think 
maybe serving overseas at one time I thought about or mm-hmm. um, doing type of um, mission work, even just um, helping out local things. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just um, I, I was consumed with a lot of things. I was single for a long time, and I was just very much in the world of serving God and Bible studies. I was just kind of mm-hmm. like in an incubator a little bit, and I, I just figured that I would surely I would marry somebody who had that same kind of desire, which I didn't. I mean, he loves God, but it's it's not. It's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, it's not that type of commitment. Mm-hmm for your life. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And if um so so I know I know you said you've had 23 jobs. Um so there's not as you and you mentioned you haven't felt stable. Um mm-hmm. I, I know you said you went to school to be a teacher. Um but um so so the reason you think you're in the job you're in now, as opposed to, oh, I really I want to ask, what what job would be appealing to you if you could have any kind of job? What would it be? Well, I've, I think because of where I am right now, I've I've been so isolated. I've I'm in a very isolating job, and now I'm working from home. My husband is working from home, too, and it's even more isolating. But mm. I, I like being around people, and I've lost that connection. And um, I like to help people. I don't really know what I feel like because I've felt so dead inside. I don't really know what kind of job I would want to do, but um, I just... I know that there is something that has kind of died in me for the past four years doing what I've been doing and not having connections with people, not having any kind of relationships with people I work with or, or in with what I do as a job. So I just, mm-hmm. I know that is something. Um, and when I've done more professional jobs, I've done teaching and social work, and it seems like, the more professional jobs are way more fulfilling for me, but but then there's things in my, I guess I feel sometimes I'm just very emotionally, um, I don't want to say destructive, but I, I get so overwhelmed with too much to do or like teaching was very overwhelming to me. And, and then I go back to these jobs that are, that I can handle, but they're so repetitive and, so mm. crushing that mm-hmm. it's like it puts me right back into this bad place and it and I get timid to try more professional fulfilling jobs because I it's like I can stay in them two or three years and then I get so overwhelmed I I have to leave the job and those are character issues that I have to work on but that they have caused lots of depression and those I think that's why I look at marriage the way I do as far as I've got to get out because that's the way I've dealt with jobs in mm-hmm. order to make the depression go away. Just, you know, get out of the job and get something else, and, and it would go away. And I would 
um, you know, just kind of have to start over again. So it is something I'm praying about, trying to understand, you know, what can I do that is not overwhelming but still fulfilling. Well, see, I hear that you have a heart for serving, that you, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very clear you love the mission work concept, and not just as a concept, but you, you know, earlier on, you were, you said you were serving the Lord, you were in Bible studies, um, and even to the point of wanting, wondering, you know, perhaps when I marry, we we would be on the mission field. So I hear very much an others-oriented heart. Mm-hmm. That 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 is life giving to you. Yeah, and there much. are there are things that are um, <laughs> that that do not bring life to us, and there and people do. Mm-hmm. You enjoy positive interaction with people. Mm-hmm. Very much. You know, I I I never forget one time taking a cousin about 15 years younger than me, to a a Christian career counselor. I said, would you, as, because he was just doing terrible in the job field, and uh, so he tested him out, and I never forget, never forget this. He said, whatever you do, do not go into direct sales. Mm. Well, that's all he had done is direct sales. And he said, you will not, you, you will not thrive. And he, he told him what, he said, where you will thrive is if you work with numbers and accounting. And I'm not, I'm not making this for you to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, and, and I never, I was brought in, you know, for the, the wrap-up of all this after a, I don't know if it was a full day or two days or whatever, but I remember with the tests, and so he got, with me, he got tears in his eyes. He said, June, he said, I I can't go to school. I didn't do well in school, and da-da-da. I said, well, what if you just say, okay, I'm going to try this. These accounting <laughs> Of courses, and and I, I I will try one just one semester. Well, I never forget. Uh, he was staying at my mom's house, and I would go by, and I because this was all my idea to do this because I knew this man, and and yet I didn't know if it would help. I I had no idea. I never forget when he got his first grades. He said, "June, I made I made two A's and a B." And he said, I've never done that in my life. It was just thrilling. And then later, after he finished the coursework and got a degree, of course, then he had, of course, previously all he had known is flunking out. And then he started working at a bank. And he he could not, he just could not get over the fact the whole change in his life was because he got into a field where he would thrive, and that he he knew that God would 
was blessing what he was doing because he was a Christian, but he just, you know, and he had a very uh, pushing, uh, well, anyway, a father who didn't understand (laughs) um, why he was not living up to some level of of expectation. But the point is, he got into where he needed to be. Now, I, I know what I, this is not what you called about, but I just, I got to thinking, uh, yeah, okay, yes, you could separate, as you said, temporarily or whatever. You, you could separate from your husband, but the thing is, you've still got you to deal with. Mm. You've got, you. so I just wonder, have you done have you have you gone for excellent career counseling where they really study you and they can tell you exactly the type of of job where you would thrive? It's been a long time um, since I've really done any anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I, would you be open no, to that? I would, yeah. Because um, you you want your life to matter. And it, your life does matter. It's just you're. I, I'm not hearing that you're in the groove that would give fulfillment. Clearly, right? No, I'm. I'm not. And um, you know, I, as much as I think about, I used to live by myself in this mobile home before I got married, and I fantasize about you know wishing I was back there by myself and. And mm-hmm. I think I would be happy for a while, but then it would come back. Like, what am I doing with my life? Am I doing mm-hmm. something that I really want to do? So I do think it would come back to that. Yeah, no. I, I really, I, I agree. I think, uh, let me let me do this, and if you want, we can talk again. But let me send you our material on employment. I'm not saying that that is what you need, but I, I at least it could give you some major thoughts. Um, because all of us want to know purpose in life. Right. What is God's purpose for you uniquely? Now, there right. is a general purpose that he has for you. And that general purpose for every believer is found in Romans 8:29. We are predestined. The Bible says predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. We are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. Mm-hmm. So there are things to do there. But there are some individual issues Uh, that we could talk about if you'd like for purpose in life but no matter what I'm going to be sending you our material on employment getting the right job and keeping it and I'm going to send you purpose in life you continue to hang on to hope We will send our keys for living called Purpose in Life, pinpointing your priorities. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. 
Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.